So welcome into the Press Pass. This is the Monday, May 16th edition, episode 366. We've been gone a week and so much to catch up on, including state track and field. It's always a fantastic performance down there. We've got a new football coach in Childress. So much to get to, but before we do, let's thank a couple of sponsors who are bringing you this episode. That includes Bobby DB Motors over at 4215 South Georgia. They've got the largest selection of used vehicles in the panhandle. We know used cars are hard to find. That's Bobby DB Motors over at 4215 South Georgia. And adrenaline fundraising with our buddy Aaron Frick. 781-0424. Decades of experience in the fundraising industry. Aaron Frick can take care of you. Kale, are you awake? I am. I'm wide awake, man. It's a beautiful Monday morning, Craig. It's been a week since I've seen you. It is so good to see that pretty face of yours, my man. Okay. All right. Enough. Uh, Quit lying. The, it might be the delirium from the three-day exactly. track. I don't know what it is, but, man, I missed you, Craig. We didn't have a show for an entire week, and I, I had a little, you know, withdrawal. <laughs> well, there's so much to talk about. Oh. And, and one thing I forgot at the opening there that I talk about, we do have a special guest coming at us. We talk about the state track and field competition. I'm not sure that there's a better competitor. Awfully close. I, there's a young lady down in Canyon. But Mackie Land is going to join us from Panhandle. The great Mackie Land will be here in studio, office, whatever you want to call it. She will be here joining us here in just a bit. She is on her way. But until she gets here, Craig, we will be talking about everything to catch up on. And what an action-packed show. I can't wait to get started. You know what? Why wait? Why wait? Exactly. So we're going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks winning last night, right? I heard they won. You know, you know. I don't Dude, watch the NBA. It was awesome. I died last night about 5.30 p.m. I was in bed pretty early, hey, way early. I, I had my lubies about 4, right, Craig? And then <laughs> went to bed about 5.30, woke up this morning, saw your Mavs won by 32. So I guess the Bucks. And the Mavs are, I mean, the Bucks and the Suns are out, so two new teams right now. Exactly. I see the bandwagon Mavs fans are in full force on Twitter. I love it's, it. It's great to see. Uh, Luka's the best player in the NBA. Okay, that's enough. Enough of that NBA talk. <laughs> Clint Brakebill's a happy camper, by the way. <laughs> that he is. That he is. <laughs> so much to cover, and, and we're just going to step back for just a moment. One of the things that happened last week that's really important that we want to cover real quick is Childress now has a new head football coach. Yes, a lot of eyes were on this hire as of last week. You know, I, I stayed on this thing pretty hard. And, and, and kudos, first off, to the uh, to Childress Superintendent Carl Taylor, the school board of Childress. They, uh, they, they were a little embarrassed, I think, the way the sit, Jason Sims reassigned news got out. It got out fast. It spread like wildfire. I think they were a little embarrassed on how that happened. They did an excellent job of keeping this quiet till the day of last Monday, till the board meeting. We couldn't get a name. We knew we knew the three. Uh, there were three finalists: Bo Helm, the new head football coach, being one of those names. I won't disperse the other two, but very quality head coaches. The other two that were finalists uh, on the South Plains, two guys that would have been great fits in Childress. But at the end of the day. Childress promotes from within with defensive coordinator Bo Helm. He's been there seven years on the Jason Sims staff. He's 32 years old, highly respected in the coaching world. He's an excellent young man. I, I love talking to Bo. He's going to do great things. And the community is fired up to have Bo. He, the kids love him. This is a great hire for Childress. Now a lot of people are going to say, why did Childress reassign Coach Sims just to – promote a guy that was under the sim staff that's another children's graduate yes there's a lot of questions about that and why didn't you go in a way of a new culture i think bo will bring some new things uh that that maybe sims didn't something you know that are different because every coach is different they're not the same but i think in this 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 hire i think this is what the community wanted and that's why they went this way it's probably the most seamless hire that you could make very because there was a lot of people caught off guard with Jason Sims being being let go yes. or reassigned. Well, I love that. I love it, that word. Let's call it how it is. He was let go. Yeah, he was canned. That's I yeah, mean, reassigned means you're canned. Yes. That's really what it is. He wasn't going to be the janitor in the middle school, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I think this is the best bridge of that gap because you had a quality assistant who could take the helm. No pun intended. Oh, very much a pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do think that's important because. Sometimes when you get rid of someone, there's just nobody down below that you go, yeah, that, that's who it is. But they felt like they had somebody. And obviously, they looked from the outside, and 
that more probably more than anything confirmed to them that that was the guy they wanted. Two quality guys that interviewed uh, and on, that were down that are down south, and either one of them, uh, one of them, either one of them would have been great hires. But end of the day, I think they made the, the a safe, right decision, and not, and not a lot on the inside changes. Maybe I mean there will change. That that's the wrong word, but I think in all everything keeps moving smoothly. Right. And the kids know him. Right. And, and that was important. As for Jason Sims, no worries here. There, they, he's 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 in good shape. Uh, Joe Cluley at Mount Pleasant, former Estacado coach, has hired Jason Sims on to be his wide receiver and assistant head coach at Mount Pleasant. So Sims is, is moving on. So a clean break, and, and, and I'm very happy for Coach Sims. Excellent guy, excellent coach, and, and he landed in a very good spot. No, he, he did there at Mount Pleasant, a, a storied program there that he'll be uh, directing uh, as an assistant coach. So that, that's great to see. So Bo Helm, the new uh, football coach at Childress. Before we leave coaching, any other things out there? I mean, this is the time of the year. Yeah, there is. There will be on Thursday. On Thursday's podcast, we'll have another coaching announcement in the six-man ranks. Um, obviously, Joe Riley left LaForce. Uh, for those that, that want to know, they moved up there. Uh, I think his name is uh, Armstrong. Is it is it Cal Armstrong? I could be wrong. I need to check his first name. They moved up their assistant coach to head coach. McLean's open. Headley's open at the moment. And there will soon be another six-man job open because another one will be filled by Thursday. I can't say. <laughs> he hasn't told his kids yet, so I'm going to wait yeah. on that. But, yeah, more coaching news coming on Thursday. Now, that'll be interesting. And, uh, and basketball side, well, that's always changing. Uh, of course, Connor helped us out. Yeah. His dad will be taking over the girls' program there at West Texas High. Any others that you've heard of? Uh, you know, uh, obviously Kevin Richardson took the West Plains job, and, and this doesn't affect us here. Um, but I think Wall hired the Ballinger coach to move over. Other than that, no, nothing – uh, major up in up in this deck of the woods so far. No. Well, may, maybe by Thursday I'll have some more basketball news for you. We'll yeah. see how that works out. Well, there out. you go. Well, you're breaking I'll try news. and break some news for you yeah, on Thursday it, as well. You know, it, it used to never be this late. It's amazing to me that we're in mid-May and we're just still talking about coaching moves. It never used to be this late. Yeah. You were usually set, but now in today's how we move around and nothing's ever set and it's wild to be it is how often this happens it, it is so there's the latest on the coaching news so before we get to track and field let's get kind of these other things i don't want to say out of the way that's that's not right but we'll cover those and we'll focus strictly on track and field on the baseball side and class 5a randall and lubbock cooper doing battle in the regional quarterfinals well that should be a great game beginning thursday at wayland Yes, that should be a great series. Randall's, Randall and Cooper, two quality programs. Then you have Bushland and Canyon that moved on. Clarendon's still going in 2A. And, and Nazareth still undefeated. Still undefeated. Yes, so uh, we'll have those pairings for you Tuesday at PressPassSports.com once everything's said, set and settled and done. Maybe even by Monday afternoon we'll have those up. And then softball. Craig, uh, we got wiped. We got wiped out. Oh, there's there's not much left. A big game going on today, though. Yes. Game three, Bushland and Ilu doing battle at six o'clock in Floyd Data. A Bushland needs to win to move on to the semifinals. That's an important thing. But second of all, they're two home runs short of tying their record and four home runs short of tying the national record. Yes. Uh, again, I think they're at eighty-seven uh, total home runs it, it, overall. On the season, they hit uh, six, four or five or six, I guess, against – Seven, I think was it was. It seven yes. against Idaloo, and they couldn't hit her. They <laughs> couldn't hit that pitcher on Friday. They lost 3-2. They turned around and walloped the girl on, on Saturday, 18-6. So here we go, a decisive game three tonight in Floyd Data. This, I hate when series go to Monday. It drives me insane. That's odd. Yeah, just, I know Idaloo only has one pitcher. Right. So that's why they did it. But, God, this drives – it's like it's a new week. Let's get going. Canyon also our other team that, that, has, that has advanced on. They swept Andrews pretty handily. It's that great coaching. It's that yeah, Styler Haddock, man. <laughs> Regional semifinal for for Canyon this weekend. They're still working on the location. Emerald High Randall fought hard against Monterey and Abilene Wally, but their seasons came to an end. Clarendon's season also came to an end at the end of Floyd Hands Floyd Data and River Road. Great run for River Road. Lamisa though knocked them out. So yeah, we got kind of wiped out in softball. We did. If you're Canyon, don't you know you're looking at me? It's that six letter word going to be on the other side. Argyle. Ugh. Oh, I, I don't know if they're good in softball or not. You just, just you just look at the name. They're great at everything. It, it is. And Craig, you last weekend, last Monday, Tuesday, you were down at the uh, you were down in Austin area before I was. State golf, nice and hot. Was it? It was. It was state golf going on. Uh, Vega gets second. 
Mm-hmm. Miami gets second, so that was great to see. Ben Thrasher got third overall. Ben Thrasher, third uh, medalist uh, there in Class 1A. So uh, uh, Happy Boys got seventh. Um, you know, tried hard. It's just there's some good golfers down there. The scores turned in in Class 1A by the winners out of Jonesboro. Oh, my goodness, for Class A? It was crazy. All four golfers under 90. That's, that's impressive. That's impressive for Class A. It is. Uh, Randall got 10th. I think Bushler got seventh. Ben Bryant from Canadian was 21st out of his individual. I think that led uh, Class 3A. And now the girls are teeing off today. They are. They go Monday and Tuesday. We'll have to see the, how the Memphis girls have a chance. to. They, uh, they they do. Memphis girls there in Class 2A, a couple of individual medalists, Brindy Brown of Stratford and Kylie Nowak of Olton, will be uh, teeing off in Class 5A. Emerald Heist, Charlie Thacker as an individual medalist. She'll tee off. In 3A, Logan Culpepper from Bushland is an individual medalist. And how about the Childress Lady Bobcats? That's a good golf team. Uh, uh, two of their players, their father is a Memphis Cyclone. See, it, it all comes back all to comes Memphis. Back it to all Memphis. comes back, my friend. And then in Class A, Fort Elliott and Happy uh, teeing off, as well as Chloe Carson up at Booker. And so all that tee times began. In fact, they already started. Uh, first tee time was at 8 o'clock this morning. So be looking for Press Pass Sports. We'll have a uh, full recap of golf that goes on uh, over the next two days. Exactly. Look for that on Tuesday. All right, Kel. So now uh, with everything else kind of out of the way, let's get to the thing that uh, – Top of mind, and that is the state track and field meet. And before we get started, I want to ask you this. Is there anything better over three days than the competition at the Texas UIL state track and field meet? I, I absolutely love it. Spent, I got there, Joe Garcia and I got there Wednesday night. First, let's give a shout-out to Joe Garcia, not only because he's my business partner, but <laughs> the guy. The, I watched the guy for three days just bust his ass, and, and he – runs back and forth, probably shot 42,000 photos wow. of, of every one of these kids. And and he really took it to heart on, on trying to make us a dominant product and, and do the best he could. But two, I want to say, I love the state track meet, man. The, the, you, the camaraderie of, of getting to see everybody in the media. One of my favorite parts is getting to see old coaches that have moved down south that you get to rekindle with Becca Morrison at Mansell Summit. They got second overall. I got to talk with her for a little bit. You got to see Sam Tipton right. from the TGCA. And you just get to see old coaches that you just get to catch up with. Ty Keith, you know, the, who just took a job. At uh, Sands. Sands, the new Sands coach, former happy coach. Uh, you know, got to talk to Ty for a bit. You just get to, to, to catch up with people at the same time of your 15-hour grueling day right. of, of covering kids. But it's you get to finally see – the kids that you've been covering all year in person right. and, and it's, and it goes all day and it's awesome. And you see their performances at their highest peak and the, in the, the way the UIL runs it now, the, the parking's atrocious right now. Cause everything, yes. the new arena is being built on the South end. They're redoing the indoor facility. They're doing all their new facilities at UT. So parking's atrocious. But other than that, when, once you step indoors into Mike A. Myers, everything's fantastic. And and everything it amazes me because everything is run precision. Precision. I mean, if you're watching online, don't get up and go get something to drink. You're going to miss the start of the next race. Yeah, they don't they don't mess around when it comes to time. Their their times are they don't miss it. No. Six twenty five is six twenty five. Exactly. So you better be in the stands, yeah. sat, ready to go. It is, and they had great crowds every night too, close to eight to ten thousand. Maybe in the last night it was about fourteen thousand each night. So great crowds to go see these kids. Before we get into our kids, I want to say. I always enjoy watching the, the statewide guys that you never get to see. So right. you saw this girl from University of City Randolph, Taylor Nunez, for a freshman, jumps 19-7 in the long, runs an 11-4, runs a 24, and then ran a sprint relay of 41, 47, I think. Just unbelievable. Four gold medals in the dude. Uh, Posey kid from uh, Jesuit that went 7-4 and a half. Right. In the long and the high jump, at six, how do you eight. jump that high? It is heel clip seven five. So you see stuff like that flower mound girl running two oh six in the eight hundred. So you see so many Ella Strickland. For those remember Ella Strickland from Sunray going thirteen nine and a quarter in the pole vault. Well, it is really funny because until I read your wrap up, the whole time I saw Ella Strickland Junction, and I'm like. Why do I know that name? Exactly. And then I saw you on. Oh yeah, she was at Sunray. She was That's at Sunray. why I know her and, name. And you know, people are probably like, "Why did he put Junction in the medal list?" Well, she she was our kid first. Right. 
So you had to put her in. Plus, she set a state record that lasted 24 hours <laughs> because the, the Tomball girl went 14-3 the next day. So you just see some awesome performances. By the way, guess who still holds the 300-meter hurdle record down there? Who? RG3. Really? Yeah. 30, wow. 35? That, that guy's he's an athlete. Yeah. yeah, way beyond comparison. But anyway, let's get into it, man. Yeah, so so much to talk about, and uh, we'll start on night one, and that's when 3A and 4A ran. And, man, you talk about some individual performances. Eric Grossel, the pole vaulter for Bushland, that, that just five feet nine. Well, sorry, he wins it at 16 feet. He came in and got it early at five, 15 nine. That, that's what killed me is he waited till almost the very end. It's like, no, I'll get that. Don't oh, worry. Oh, I think when he came in, there was like two dudes left. <laughs> He'd already had a bronze just by coming in. Yeah, and, and clears 15-9. Went in and got it 16-6. His, his PR was 16-8, and then he went for 17. And, uh, you know, and didn't, didn't quite get it. Had chances. Yeah. Uh, did an amazing job. That was our best vaulter all year. That, Unbelievable. That, that's crazy. Jillian Howe, Matty Boyd go 1-2 in the shot put. That was impressive. Both of them battled all year. I'm sure Matty's just like, that gum, Jillian, you practice one day a week. I do this five, <laughs> and you're out here throwing four. And, and Jillian with the 41, nine and a half. Both are really good friends. So that, that was awesome. And then our boy, Brendan Thompson. Oh, my goodness. The showstopper. And I want to tell people that if you don't think that Brendan Thompson's a popular kid in the state of Texas, the popper media, the Austin paparazzi, as I called him, hawked him. The anything, and never asked him once about his race. Oh, I, I believe it. I believe it. Because I missed, I, I was out of pocket, so I missed his races. Yeah. And I saw something come up, and they were talking about him uh, breaking the record in the 200. I was like, I wonder what he ran in the 100. So I went to the latest on Twitter. Well, A, it takes you a while to get there because it's everybody talking about this guy's coming to UT. I'm oh. like, well, that's great. I know that. What did he run? Oh, they didn't care. No. But yeah. then you watch the video and he passes the finish line and nobody's in the frame. No. Unbelievable. By himself. And I think he was, his time was third overall. In the, from 1A to 6A, he was third overall, I think, behind the 5A to 6A, dude. Right. Or 4A to 6A, excuse me. Uh, the dude, the Duncanville kid, he lost by two tenths of a second. Yeah, and, and so fast, he and is. he was second over all classes in the two hundred. And he, I'd like to see those two go. Oh. Wouldn't you like to see the classification races afterwards? Because exactly. you want to know if he gets pushed and to see where he goes. But Brennan belonged last year. He looked a little gun shy, still hurt. This year, he looked like a grown man that knew he was there, knew he was the man. Does that yeah. you know? No, without being an arrogant, without being arrogant, he was there. He belonged, and he owned both races and he just has a persona about him where he carries himself well well then he comes off to the metal stand and luckily he we know each other so he gave me the time of day but it was so funny because these austin reporters hawked him and it's like where, where'd you eat today you know what did you see any ut teammates it was like anybody gonna ask about the race <laughs> they're like i mean where are you going on vacation before you come to austin nobody asked about the race you know the one thing I I learned about him though through all of that I didn't realize he was going to run track at UT. No, that supposedly yeah that's that's the plan. Yeah, that 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 surprised me. I, I didn't realize he was going to try to do both sports. That's hard, but he can you can do it. I mean you can do it. There, there's possible ways. I thought what was great is is the kid. You know his life can't even imagine from that day right before COVID two years ago when he popped the ten one off in Canadian hand timed right and and he caught the. The, the world on fire on Twitter, where he's come from there to today. He was a no-name. We all knew he was athletic. We all knew he was fast, but he was a no-name. Right. And then that moment caught 18 offers in about three weeks. It's a 38 offers, and now a University of Texas guy that they're, they're, they're salivating over. Oh, man, so, put that guy in the slot, get him yeah, the ball. That's yeah. what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah. For a girls, let's talk about that, man. Avery Winfrey. There's, there's nobody cow. better uh, at the 4A level than Avery Winfrey. Whew. Not a better competitor either. That, it is amazing. So she wins the 800. She wins the 300-meter hurdles. But that pales in comparison to what she did in the mile relay. Was that not Matthew Bowling-esque? Holy cow. I mean, it, it's one thing to make up a 10-yard lead. It's another to make up what amounted to probably a 25-yard lead? Yes. She chased down the Kennedale girl. I think she was, you know, she took the stick 20, 20, 30 meters down. Then on the backstretch where she caught her, and she just emptied it. She did, and that's what killed me because if you look at that, there's a spot when she's coming around the curve to where it almost straightens out, and I thought, oh, you know, as you're – and you know the ending, but I'm like, 
oh, she kind of, you know, had spent everything to catch up. And then it was like she had 10 meters where it was like, okay, okay, time to go. Yeah. Whoa. Unbelievable. Unbelievable performance in, in the state title to boot, which had already been wrapped up. Right. They'd already had that because of Hannah Stewart uh, in, the, in the 1600. But she left it all. And I know why she did it. She's a poor loser. She's a poor, she's a poor, lo- and she'll, her dad will tell you that. So I'm not saying anything her dad won't because she got a silver in the 300 and told us afterwards, I'm not getting another silver. Yeah. And she didn't. That, hey. And a big shout out to Whitney Williford on that team, Talia Solis, and then the freshman Brooklyn Kinsey. Yes. How about that? She got, she took over. Uh, they, Ray Baca made the move last Monday to put Brooklyn Kinsey, a freshman, Lucas Kinsey's daughter, in that meet. In that race, on that stage, and she got it done. How nervous do you think Lucas was while she was running? Oh, how nervous was both of them? Best part, though, and I'm going to embarrass Brooklyn here really bad. So we're interviewing the mile relay team, and a, a little a kid, and I call him a kid because he looked like a high school kid wearing a UIL shirt. He was a volunteer. Comes rocking by us during the interview portion and goes, looks at her and goes, can I get your snap? And she goes, I have a boyfriend. I'm like, you're getting hit on. In the middle of an interview after you won the state. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, I, mean, I had to embarrass her. That, that is great. Uh, moving to Friday night, and that's when it was the Mackey Land Show. I said it, man. We've said that. How many times have we said that all year? But I was sitting at the media area, and I told them, I go, boys, it's 8 o'clock. Mackey Land Show's about to begin. Get ready. Buckle up. And that's and, exactly what happened. And she did, man. Unbelievable. She, she did. And uh, speaking of Mackie Land, we were able to bring her in, catch up with her, and, and just, just a great interview with Mackie. Let's bring in, as you put it, arguably one of the best sprinters in the history of the Texas Panhandle on the ladies' side from Panhandle, the Mackie Land. Welcome in. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Don't be shy. Don't be shy. How are you? I'm good. Hey, thanks for joining us today, Mackie. We are excited to have you here uh, again, you have uh, just, oh, man, your, your your years here at Panhandle was dominating. I always said every time you took the track, it's the Mackey Land Show, and you always put it on. Uh, just talk about uh, your weekend, and, and first off, just get in the Man, how, how did you feel just capping off your, your amazing season on, on, on Friday? Well, after the 4 by one it was kind of just like we had to find another gear to – make it on the medal stand as a team. And so just, like, going out there and running the 400 and the 200, it was just, like, I did that for my team and that I was able to get 20 points for my team that nobody else could have done that. No doubt, no doubt. But to walk away, three more medals for you. And a, and a record, too, the 355, and you broke 24 again in the two. Your face after you broke the 24 <laughs> – was that was that a goal again? Yes, a, I really just wanted to um, break the record in the 200, and I knew that the girl who got second wasn't just going to give it to me, and I wasn't going to be able to just coast through that. How grueling is it to go through that many races? And really, in in my opinion, man, they run it really quickly at state. Let's go. Let's get on to the next race. How grueling is that to run that many races in that short a short amount of time? Well, I wasn't even able to get my medals between each of the races like I would go over there and sit down and I was just like how long is it going to take for me to get my medal and they were just like well I have no idea so if you need to go then just go (laughs) you just walk by us like seeing a little bit yeah I'd be like I was like I'll be back (laughs) (laughs) back. you were I was cracking my split was like she didn't even talk to us don't worry she'll come back here she'll be back a couple of more times no it was it was awesome to see how accustomed have you gotten to running down at Mike A. Myers it seems like you were just old hat at this point you know like oh this is my home now I know what I'm doing yeah well my freshman year, my I was so nervous. Like I could probably could have thrown up in the blocks. But like this past weekend, I I mean I was nervous, but it was just like everything just felt so natural. Like it already happened before, and it was just like I was doing it again. If you had your choice between the four hundred and the two hundred, you're obviously exceptional at both. Which one would you rather run? I don't know. I used to really, really, really love the four hundred, and that's it. But the two hundred really grown on me. Has it? What What is it about the two you like so much? It's like, it's not as long as the 400, and I normally don't throw up after the 200. 
<laughs> yeah, you do. You do have that that effect after the four hundred. We got to wait about ten minutes to talk to Becky after she goes back goes to a trash can for a little bit. You know what? What made you change it this year? You know, last year you were on the re- you know sprint relay, obviously. I think is that right? Yes. And then this year you decided to go. You ran the hundred a lot this year, and then you decide I'm just going to do the back half of the meet, four hundred, <laughs> two hundred. That's grueling. What decided? What was what was your decision to do that? That you know those three races in the back half. Well, just after running the hundred and then running the two hundred early season, we just compared times with all the rest of the girls in the state, and Coach Mauer was just like, "You get to choose." between the 100 or the 200 or the 800 he gave me that option but obviously (laughs) was not going to do that (laughs) but the girl who got second at state in the 200 she also ran the 100 and her 100 time was a lot faster than mine and I wasn't just going to risk it because I don't have top end speed in the 100 like that I started started to say I was going to ask you if you felt like you had quick speed early or if you were more of a long long uh, race uh, yeah long race one thing I noticed about you that crack, especially in the in the mile relay is you you know you've gotten so accustomed you guys your teammates do so well at handing you the stick in, in the lead mm-hmm. and you don't race against anything but the clock so your eyes go to the clock is that what you watch you don't watch yeah. ahead of you you watch the clock yeah it cracks it's me up <laughs> when do you start watching that like I'm going here well I there's a clock at the 200 mark in Mike Myers, and so I look at that, and then on the home stretch, about the last fifty, I'm looking yeah. up at the clock. You are, you're just dead staring, <laughs> and it's like the the more the times going, the faster you are, you're getting. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing to watch her. I crack up because her eyes are just boom. What's I want to ask you this because when you're on the four hundred or the mile relay, either way, as you're going around there, what is going through your mind? Because I will tell you, back in the old days when you ran the four hundred meters. People kind of, it was a nice sprint to start with, but then it was an all-out, the final 200. That's not the case anymore. No. It's a full dead sprint for 400 meters. What is going through your mind that whole time? Well, the first 100 to 200, I just try to catch the stagger. Just try to catch everybody. And then the third 100, it's just to keep pushing because that third hundred sucks and then the last (laughs) the last hundred is just try to go as fast as i can with whatever i have left can can you hear the crowd in the final hundred sometimes yeah unless i'm really dying (laughs) then i can't (laughs) you just get just get there at that point what's your favorite part of running at state is is it the crowd you think it it, because you don't run in front of crowds like that most of the time or what is it to you that you really like enjoy about running down there I think it's just like after you get done running and you look you look up and see the time that you ran and then just it's an overwhelming feeling of that you just won a gold medal by yourself or with your team. Yeah, you, you're big on team, and, and I think that you got to run with your little sister this year for the mm-hmm. first time, Leah, and and who got overlooked obviously because big yes. sis. <laughs> she had a great meet. I think her split was around a minute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what was it like getting to run with your little sister this year? Well, this is the only time that I'll ever be able to run with her. And so it was just very, like after the 4x4, it was very emotional. Because just this year, we've grown grown so close together with each other just throughout track. And it was really sad afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some tears going on (laughs) around there. Talk to me about, and I know you didn't run the sprint relay, but when I look at that, handoffs are so important. And it's amazing how many times teams mess that up. If you look at what Duncanville boys did, they ran a sub 40, and their handoffs were awful. They were awful. They were bad. How much time do you spend working on just that aspect of it? Well, we spend time on 4 by 4 handoffs, even that. But they really tried to work on 4 by one handoffs as much as they could. But I really think that the nerves just got to us in the 4 by one and that's what really killed us. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. You think you take away that race, you, you place anywhere else in that race, you're probably – we well, would have won if we would have placed yeah, anywhere yeah. higher up. Anywhere higher up, but still second place. I mean, there's, I think the the record alone for the mile relay breaking that almost took away the. Yeah. You know. The, I think even though like we were all so sad, like we really wanted to do it again and win the whole meet again, but I think that just Coach Mauer wanted more than anything to break the four by four record. So I've watched you run three, four years now, 
and I crack up because let me. I got to ask you this, and I'm sure your coaches are going to hate this question. But so there are days where you're at a track meet, like say it's just Abernathy, and you're like, eh, I'm just going to take it off today, <laughs> run <laughs> well, like a minute. And then there's days where like where it's regionals, they're like, I'm going to go put on a show. Well, there's like so when we went to Bushland for our regional qualifier meet, he put me in the 800. <laughs> so it was more like meets like those. It's more of like a we're coming here instead of practicing. So it's just like run how you would during practice. And <laughs> You're just so going to turn it off today. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to coast through this today. <laughs> just get a workout in. <laughs> One thing coach Bauer always says though, and, and I got it. And it's, they don't have to tell you how to work and they don't have to tell you to get on the track or the weight room. I guess you were big into the weight room. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that one of your favorite things to do? Yes. I love being in the weight room. What is a, what is your training regimen to get as good as you are at this sport? Um, well, on weeks we don't have meets, we train hard twice. And then we have our uh, fast sprint days. And then we have our long 200 recovery days. And then we have a recovery day. But throughout the week, we're lifting four times a week. So. And what about nutrition? Well, my parents are big on, like, it's always a good home-cooked meal every single night, and they just, they pay attention to what we eat, and I pay attention to what I eat as well. No Skittles? Sometimes. Oh, okay. You, you sneak some Skittles <laughs> yeah. in there every once in a gotta while? Got to have a little energy. Yeah, you got to have some energy, right? What's your go-to meal? Um, Probably steak. Oh, yeah. My dad cooks steak a lot. Oh, I'm going to have to go over. I'm going to have to call Mark and say, hey, man. Heard you're holding out on the steak. <laughs> so you signed quietly, and I was like, I asked your dad, did I miss this? But he said y'all didn't do anything. You signed quietly mm-hmm. with Texas Tech. Yes, and I signed in January. Nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, I, I don't know. So how many offers did you end up with? I ended up with three offers, including Tech. Nice. What, what, what decided, uh, what was the push to, to make the move to go run with Coach Kitley? Well, he had just kind of been contacting me all throughout since I had been on my visit, and he was just like, what do you want your college experience to be? And this was actually Coach Robinson, and he just kept asking me what I wanted my college experience to be and what I wanted to do and, like, how, like, just, like, when, like, how well they would take care of you and, like, what they would put you through. And I just think that... I didn't want to be the best at what college I went to. I didn't want to be as fast or faster than everybody there. And so I think that making my decision at Tech, I'm putting myself in the spot where I can only get better. What is it that they're going to have you run when you get there? Have they told you? Well, they told me 400 hurdles. Oof. And I haven't, <laughs> I haven't ran hurdles since junior high. But indoor season, I'll run the 400 because there's no 400 hurdles indoor. Right. So you still run that. And anything else they want to put you in, or is that kind of the main race you're going to be in? That's kind of the main race he wanted to put me in, and then just wherever else that I'll fit in. I really respect your decision, Mackie, because they, they, you've never had anybody in front of you at the mm-hmm. high school level. Yeah. So is that that was the main reason. I want to go get people that are better than me and work to get better. Is yeah. that what it mainly was? Yeah, I really just didn't want to go somewhere where I would be as fast as everybody, and I didn't have someone to challenge me every single day. Because, like, here in Panhandle, I have to run with the boys, and I have to run every hard day with the boys. And, yes, they beat me, but it's not the same. Like, I think when I go to Tech and I run with a, with all the girls and, like, run against inmates and girls who will beat me, I think it's really just going to push me to do what I can. You can beat some of the boys, though. Yeah. <laughs> More than know. half of the boys. <laughs> I, heard you bra- I, heard you pretty bra- I heard you pretty bold about that, Yeah. Too. You, the you boys let, like to talk a lot. And so you let them know about it? Yes. Yeah, catch my dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you take Landon, though? No. Well, it's because he takes two steps to your one, probably. Yes. Yeah. He's a he's, <laughs> big dude, man. He's a very big guy. Are you shocked by how fast he can run with his size? Yes. Well, the beginning of the year, he was hurt with a pulled hamstring. And so he really didn't run any of the meets until probably around – district i think and just when he came out at regionals and ran 48 split i was just like "Mm, that is not right (laughs) he's just (laughs) 
he's a big guy, and but he can move really fast. He can. There's but no doubt. You talk about being out front, and and we talk about this a lot at track meets. Competition makes you go faster. How difficult is it to be fast when nobody's pushing you? It's really hard, especially like when there isn't a clock that I can see. I just have to tell myself to keep going. Like I start out fast and I just try to maintain it as long as I can. And then that last hundred, I try to just look up at the clock and see where I'm at and just push as hard as I can. How, how much more do you think's in the tank if somebody's pushing you right there? I think at state, if someone would have been there to push me, I think I could have finished my 400 like I did the 4x4. Four four. Yeah, you would have really been going mm -hmm. right there. That clock really seems to help you. Yeah, you it love does. That. You love that thing. <laughs> yeah, just put a clock in front of Mackie, just let her go. <laughs> yeah. Let her chase it. Just um, make sure there's yeah. a trash can at the end. Yes. You know, I like to ask athletes, especially when they wrap their career up, what, what is running at Panhandle and for that school and that community? I mean, they, they've all supported you so much, and, and they seem to love you. What has it meant to you? To well, be a part of that. Coach Maurer has done so much for me in these past two years. My freshman year, I had a different coach than I had my sophomore year, and I had a different coach than I had my junior year. So Coach Maurer really just took me in these last two years, and he really put me first. And he was like, I just want you to be the best of your abilities. He emailed coaches for me. He did so much for me, and I just don't think I could have had a better coach. And just everyone's families and the things that they do, and I think – all my teammates and just everyone who had pushed me throughout the year and everyone who had supported me and everyone who stood behind me. I think it just really was amazing. Talk about the support you get from your family. My parents are really supportive and they just love everything about it. And Leah and Carly are both phenomenal athletes and they just, they stand behind all of us and they support us through whatever we do. So they're all in. They go summers. It doesn't matter. Yes. They're, they're all in. That's <laughs> awesome. That's how this guy is right here. You wouldn't believe it. By looking at him, right? <laughs> but no. no. <laughs> you know, his, his son goes to Happy. So this guy's been three weeks in Austin or wherever he's that's had crazy. to go. It's crazy. He's on the road. I love parents that are all in. And that seems mm -hmm. your parents seem to like that. So Leah is a freshman, Craig. She's going to be the next big thing. But then there's a seventh grade. Carly. <laughs> yes. Is she going to be better than you? Oh, I definitely think she'll break all my records. That's scary. Yeah. She ran a 49 in the 300 hurdles already? Mm -hmm. Wow. As a seventh grader? That's impressive. And this is that's a seventh impressive. grade group at, at, at Panhandle that's just loaded. They're, the junior high group is amazing. And even the eighth graders coming up, like, yes, losing me is probably going to be, like, not detrimental, but it will hurt. hurt the, like, the four by four in my individual races. But Blakely Olsen and a lot of those eighth grade girls coming up are really going to help a lot. There are some – very fast and strong girls. Now we haven't even talked to the to the main point of what, why you're one point of what, who you are today, and that's the land name, and your grandfather, and and what he's done to to build track and panhandle. Twenty three years as a head coach, you won a boys state title in eighty four. Yes, I'm pretty sure. So the two state titles have land's names on them, right? Yes. <laughs> Talk about him and and everything he does. Well, he always he when I decided to run like indoor track this year he was all for it he wanted to be at every single meet he wanted to be there support me and just throughout the whole like he shoots a gun off for most of the meets that, Starts I, we, mm -hmm, yeah. that we go to and he's just really supportive and he just wants me to do well in everything that I do that 1984 boys team that he had unbelievable Win winning it with the mile relay that they did unbelievable I mean that that was as good of group of boys coming through Panhandles you can ever imagine. How helpful to you is he every day? Uh, you know, do you talk to him a lot about track? Does he give you tips? I mean, what is it, what is it like with him? Well, we don't talk every day, but for the most part, he's really just like, we just like, he jokes around with me before we run, and it kind of just calms my nerves, and it's just seeing a familiar face around is just really helpful. That's great. Is it? Do you get that a lot? Like, oh, you're a land. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just asks me who my who my dad is and who my grandfather is. Oh yeah, that's the that's the thing. That's the name. Are you excited about going to Texas Tech and starting a new chapter? Yes, I am. I'm very excited. What I can't you, wait to go down there. What are you going to major in? I'm going to major in kinesiology. Wow! Look at you. 
Look at you. So what? Who is Mackie? So we know the trackster. Who is Mackie Land? Say like off the track. Who? I don't. I'd like to know you better. So what? What's your hobbies? What do you do? Oh, mm, hang out with friends. Do you? That's. I mean, there's not much to do in Panhandle. So. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much to do, do in Panhandle get, do at get, all. Do you get in trouble? No. <laughs> not for the most part. <laughs> I mean, sometimes in school, but. Yeah. For the most part, she doesn't get in no. trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're you're a good kid, right? Yeah. yeah that's you got any? You got you like a, you watch you watch a bunch of TV, you watch Netflix, you you a movie person? Not really. I mean, I watch TikTok all the time. Oh, you're a TikTok fan? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I've never watched. Do you watch TikTok? No, <laughs> I do not. Oh, you probably have a Snap though, don't you? Uh, I've got one, but I rarely use it. The, the only time I use it is to harass my son. <laughs> I got somebody asked me at the state track me. What's your snap? And I'll hit you up. So I don't know what that is. I, I don't. <laughs> give me Twitter. And that's about all I could do. It's kind of fun because actually, if you don't do it much and like you send something, like yeah. take a selfie and send it to your son, he just looks at me like. <laughs> <laughs> he can't roll his eyes big enough. So, what, yeah. are your, what are your favorite TikTok videos? Oh, I just like the funny ones that make me laugh at night. Yeah. Everything's funnier at night. What's your favorite subject in school? Hmm. Lunch, athletics. (laughs) Lunch and athletics. Sounds like us. What what do you hate the most? Mm. Everything but lunch and athletics? Dual credit biology this year was horrible. Yeah. So do you work at the pharmacy with your parents? During early this school year, I worked until I had after school track. I worked at the soda fountain side of it. And then I think I'll do that again this summer. They have a soda fountain inside? Mm-hmm. It's an old-fashioned soda fountain on oh, the other side. What's the best thing there? Uh, I normally get a vanilla cream Coke with chocolate syrup. Oh, damn. I'm that's allowed? Man. Yeah, that's allowed for you? Well, Where does it go? not in season. Uh. This is more, <laughs> unless I have like one of those cheat days, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, we got, hey, Craig, we got to go. Uh, we do. Yeah, I'm, they have, I'm they all have for some it. chocolate milkshakes there. Oh, I'm, I'm all in. Hey, we we got to ask you something. It has nothing to do with you and has nothing to do with uh, um, track, but how intense of a guy is Dane Ashley? We could be at weights at 6 o'clock in the morning, and he is screaming. <laughs> Does he ever turn it off? No. <laughs> it's scream all the time. You know, we had him in here <laughs> two summers ago, last summer. It was one of our favorite interviews because he was on. The entire forty minutes, he <laughs> yep. was he was on, he was on. So anyway, well, we appreciate it. Anything else we need? To- no, nothing. Thank you. Okay, we appreciate you, Mackie. We're big fans of you, as you know. And uh, w- what a tremendous ride! If it wasn't for COVID, I think we'd be talking about ten goals instead of seven. Yes. And and I hate that for you, but still, seven's a heck of a number. And yeah. and this three-time four hundred champion, two-time four hundred champion, a two hundred champion, and a sprint relay champion. Did I get all that right? Yes. Yes. Hey, look, I don't have Alzheimer's yet. I'm not that <laughs> old. So. Well, we won't go that far. <laughs> well, thank you. It was an honor to have you in here today. Yes, thank you so much. Man, how great was that? She little little nervous at first. Yes, she was. She came on, which I don't strong. know why. I don't either. You're you're not. We're not good looking dudes. No, I'm so, nah, just kidding. Now, Mackie was fantastic, and uh, and I appreciate her coming in today and spending her Monday with us. But yeah, left her legacy. On the track is arguably one of the greatest sprinters in our area, Craig. Yeah, no no doubt there. You know, finishes it up with that mile relay performance. Panhandle's mile relay was actually faster than Canyon's. Yeah. Three, How impressive is that? 355.79. She watched the clock the entire way down it. <laughs> and it wasn't just her. Avery Side, Sydney 80, and her sister Leah Land handed off to her. Right. Her freshman sister. And all three of those girls. And I want to say something. All three of those girls get overlooked, and I'm sorry. But when you have somebody that elite – because Sydney 80 is a heck of a runner. Right. Avery Sides is gutsy, and Leah's going to be great. But it's hard when you have somebody that's that talented it is. running for you. It is. And, and here's the good thing. All three of those will be back. Yes. And so yes. they get to go on that stage next year. Right. And, and that's just, I mean, that's the way it works. And I have no doubt that they're going to step up and uh, and do exactly that. Speaking of individual performances, what about Kyla Kane in the 800 and the miles? Did she cement, cement everything about who she is? Exactly. And again, another one where she dominates the 800 with the 220. But again, it was how she won her gold medal in the 1600. Trailing late, chased down Cassidy Bilsing of Normandy in the final like 50 meters to 100 meters and beat her. And again, she's like, I don't lose well. So I wasn't going to lose. Seven state golds, 
three cross-country gold medals, a team state gold in the cross-country, a four-time district, uh, uh, you know, accolades, I think two-time district MVP in basketball, and then a three-time uh, state champion in track. Don't you know Josh Brock is just oh. so ready to get her on that team. Completely. And then let's finish it off the last night. And I always laugh because you were talking about the big crowds on Saturday night. They always put 1A and 6A together. And unless things have changed, I think 1A has more fans than 6A. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it amazes me. So 1A and 6A take place and lots of great individual performances. I mean, some really gutty performances. First of all, what about this Valley Boys team winning oh, the state title? dude. It shades of the old guard of, <laughs> of Jake Merrill, Jaden Smith, Juan Villarreal, Joe Carrera, Adrian Espinoza, Dax Allen. Yeah, I got them all, buddy. I remember You're that 2017-18 team was one of my favorite Valley teams to ever cover. Jake Merrill kind of being the bell cow, and, and those dudes were fast. These dudes are faster Yeah, in the relays. It, it's scary. There's no Merrill, but there's everybody else, and they're, they're good. There is, and, and I don't want to slight anybody, but the performance by Blake Beard at the state track meet, oh, my goodness. You talk about leaving it on the track and he left everything his guts yes his 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 insides he passed out on the track he he left everything in austin that he had he he did and uh, beard was uh, to me he was just so so impressive because you know you, you look at it and they get gold in the sprint relay they get gold in the 800 relay and but at the same time the guy gets third in the 400s and that's where he left everything out there and literally passed out after the race yeah he was out of it his eyes were out of it he was out of it he was done and he can't you know because you run the 800 relay to the 400 that's that's it's just right after each other it's disgusting yeah (laughs) he left it out there i tell you though it was a complete team effort craig because adrian valdez parker hartman jackson edwards blake beard ran those two relays one gold in the morning gunner bowles got four points that he didn't think mattered that came so much and then parker hartman all he had to do in the 200 was just get a point and he did. He got sixth. Right. And it and cross plane that left cross planes having to win the mile relay. They got second. So the Valley wins by a point. Third time in six years. That that is crazy. Uh, what about Anna Hudson? Oh, the junior from Miami, and it's Miami, by the way. Not Miami. I had, I had to laugh because at the uh, state golf meet, Miami uh, second place, and I'm like, no, they weren't. Miami was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the town names. This dude, Canadian. I mean, <laughs> this guy butchered, but he could get Balmeray. He didn't miss Balmeray. Yeah, I was cracking you know. up there. Yeah, you know. Perrytown, Texas. Perrytown. That's one of my favorite ones she does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Anna Hudson wins both the 100 and the 200, and she wasn't pushed. No, she's a great story. Hurt all year. Back problems, pinched nerves. Didn't even start running, Craig. Didn't even competitively competitively till district. Goes out, runs a 12-2-4. Breaks the record in the 200 with a 25.87 at the 1A level. Just a competitor, four-time gold medalist now in in just those two events, and then also won a long jump in a relay last year medal. So six-time medalist overall. Yeah. Speaking of jumps, Dustin Bryant, gold and long, triple. He gets a bronze there. Man, he's he's one of the better uh, jumpers that we've had at the 1A level in he's, quite some time. He's a stud, man, and I'm gonna hate to see him go. He's one of the best, and I think the one that's gonna get overlooked in this whole meet that shouldn't is Emily Berry of your girl from Happy, who I think had other than Anna Hudson had the best day on the girls' side. Right. The 400, she squeaks past it in a 58.90, but it was her mile relay uh, leg, third leg. You usually put your stud on the four, on the on their on your final leg. But I think if they'd have stuck her there, they might have been too out of it, right? To to uh, to win this thing, she took the third. She took the stick in the third leg, in sixth. Yeah, and by the two hundred curve, had got sec- taken second. It was very very much shades of Avery Winfrey in, very, in her run. Very, and, and she got him up there. Now the the stick was too far out there for her to catch first place. But right. the amount of space that she made up was unreal. Fifty eight quarter, I want to say, right there. Uh, again, after she ran a 58 quarter, that's to tough win. to do. That's tough to do, and she credited Riley Johnson uh, that you're going to talk about here in just a second. Riley told her, "Always imagine there's somebody 20 yards ahead of you," because when she won the 400, she was in lane nine. Right. It's hard that's hard tough. to see. It is. Yeah. It is. And you had a great note, and I think you got it from Riley. I did. Happy's girls have now won 
five straight years. I don't count COVID. Just throw that. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Well, excluding COVID. No, just say that season didn't happen. Right. So five straight years, a young lady from Happy has won the 400-meter run in Class A. Riley Johnson did it from 2017 to 2019. Her sister Kinley did it last year, and now Emily Berry this year. No pressure on whoever's going to run the 400 next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No pressure at all. No, None. Yeah, no pressure at all. Yeah, we just got a five-year gold medal winning right. streak. So that kind of wraps up everybody who got gold. Let me ask you, just get some final thoughts. What impressed you down there? Maybe somebody who didn't get gold, or a couple that didn't get gold that still was very impressive to you. Yeah, let's go through. Let's just run through the the gold and bronze really fast. I think McKenna Bird was one of those from Will Dorado. She was hurt all year too, not even close to healthy, and still was out able to go out and get silvers and both the pole vault and the 100-meter hurdles, and, and probably about 60%. The Emerald High Boys uh, 800 relay, Jameson Garcia's uh, anchor leg got him on the bronze medal stand. Isaac McGill of Emerald High, two bronze, but just Isaac McGill in general. He, You know, he's just a, such a competitor. He had a great crowd there for himself with those Stop Isaac shirts. And his quote afterwards, Isaac McGill never dies. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just uh, Isaac McGill is great. I was wanting to see a little more from Cameron McConnell. Mm. Uh, I think she kind of got overwhelmed by what the element was, but still, what a heck of a year for the Randall Senior. Uh, you look at Hannah Stewart, two silvers uh, from Canyon in the thirty-two hundred, sixteen hundred. As a sophomore, as a sophomore, that was really big into getting them that state championship team. You look through the Dumas. Uh, Dumas 1600 relay. I started to say that's a team that they are so good and yet they're so kind of overlooked for a lot of it. But in 4A to pull that off at the boys' level, I thought was really impressive. And, and then Andy, and then Andy Holland to Claude, you know, a wild card, a wild card that was ninth coming in, took full advantage of that. She cleared five three to get silver in the high jump. Never cleared five two before, and, and they got five three. So you didn't see her coming. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then I guess, you know, that's, you know, Pratt McLean from Groover. And then Carolyn Myrick from Naz. That's one girl I did not think would get on the medal stand and prove me wrong. Yeah, no, that, that was a 100-meter 100, 100 hurdle, 100 meter dash of one eight girls. Exactly. The last name I'll throw out there at you, Adrian Rosales, yes. the freshman up at Booker, running a second in the two-mile. And this is a guy no, I never hadn't even heard of him. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, man, he's doing really good things at regional and state, so a shout-out to him as well. So that's everything having to do with state track and field, the best that we can wrap it up in the amount of time we've got. And if you just want to go check it all out again, feature stories, uh, medal roundups, and a top, and top five storylines from state track, PressPassSports.com has you all covered, Craig. Yeah, you do. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. This was the Monday, May 16th edition, episode 366. I want to thank our uh, sponsors of today's episode. That includes Bobby Doobie Motors over 4215 South Georgia. Just buy a used car or truck and tell them Bobby Doobie sold it to me. And a drill and fundraising with Aaron Frick. Raised lots of money in a short period of time. Aaron Frick is the man to help you do that. For our special guest, Mackie Land, the uh, big-time sprinter from a panhandle, headed to Texas Tech. For my man, Kale Steed, I'm Craig Spear with the Happy Sports Network. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>